Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, episode number 49. At the time of this recording, Bitcoins are trading at $270 each. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's gravy. You know, I remember back when Bitcoins were trading at $2.70 each, and people said a Bitcoin will never be worth $10. And look at how wrong they were. So just remember a couple of things. One, no one can predict the future, right? And the other thing is that the Bitcoin protocol is going strong. It is still a fast moving train and millions of people worldwide supporting it. So it only makes sense that the token called Bitcoin is probably going to do pretty well in the future, but it might take five years. So if you're holding, if you're using Bitcoin as your savings, my advice, just hold on. And once again, Bitcoins at the time of this recording are trading at $270 per Bitcoin. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's gravy. Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, and thanks for joining me today as I podcast from East Nashville, Tennessee, with my trusty dog, Maxwell, by my side. Say hello, Maxwell. <laughs> We're two Bitcoin enthusiasts who love talking about Bitcoins and sharing what we learn with you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. On today's show, I fly all the way to Madrid, Spain, and man, are my arms tired. Brunch. There I meet up with Alberto Gomez Toribio, the CEO of CoinFeen, an open-source, peer-to-peer Bitcoin exchange platform. Imagine Bitcoin jacked up on caffeine, and that's CoinFeen. When CoinFeen launches, you'll be able to buy and sell Bitcoins securely and anonymously without having to rely on a centralized exchange like Mt. Gox or Bitstamp. Not that those two companies have anything in common, because they don't. Anyway, CoinFeen. It's like BitTorrent for your Bitcoins, plus a whole lot more. Today on the show, I am thrilled to be speaking with Alberto Gomez Toribio in Madrid, Spain. Alberto is the CEO of CoinFeen, which is a peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin exchange, a platform, a distributed and open-source exchange that will allow users to buy and sell Bitcoins anonymously. Alberto, welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Let's see here. It's uh, one o'clock here in Nashville. What time is it there in Madrid? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock in the evening. Okay, so let's see. Where do we begin? You are the CEO of CoinFeen. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Okay, Alberto, before I ask you anything, I have to know, how did you come up with the name CoinFeen? Well, uh, the name was chosen uh, by, by me, and it means uh, we want to increase the potential of bitcoin coin and caffeine ah coin and caffeine okay that's what i thought so it's like bitcoin jacked up on espresso right <laughs> yeah it's like the caffeine for the bitcoins oh nice i like it okay so let's see you decided to start this company in spain as opposed to let's say san francisco or the united states why did you decide to start in spain we decided to start here in spain because well we're creating a technology uh, which is getting involved banks into bitcoin ecosystem mm -hmm. and we want to work not only with banks also with regulators and we are strong here in spain and that is because we decided to start here i always say that our strategy is like the san francisco bridge and it's good to to create the first feet of this uh, bridge here in, in Spain because we are strong here. We was on, on San Francisco last year. 
learning about how to land in there in US. And we will be on New York uh, in January, mm-hmm. looking for investment and learn about how to how to move our company there to, to US. But I think that Spain at this moment is one of the best places in the world to start a company. Not to keep, but yes, to, to start. Because regulators here, in our case, for example, we we are very well connected with regulators, with banks. Uh, we are working with some banks. Even we have banks which are our investors. And it's, it's very great for us because we are creating a technology to get involved banks into, into Bitcoin ecosystem. Okay, so in Spain, it sounds to me right now like regulators are saying, hey, you have a green light. You can open a Bitcoin company here. You can start a Bitcoin exchange here. And they're telling banks, hey, it's okay to invest in something like CoinFeen. Is that right? Well, not really. It's easy for us because uh, we are reducing financial infrastructure to to avoid reinventing the wheel. Ah, okay. So you are reusing the existing financial structure to avoid reinventing the wheel, as you said. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we were using bank accounts and payment processors to manage the money. And Bank of Spain knows how works a payment processors and banks and they are happy with our approach to solve this problem. We are not creating a company working in a new scenario which need to be regulated. In fact, in our case, there is no service provider which need to be regulated. So uh, they said that our solution is the more natural way to, to exchange Bitcoins, reusing the bank's payment processors to getting involved them into into Bitcoin ecosystem. The regulators don't regulate Bitcoin here in Spain, but we are using payment processors to move the money and the users are always owner of their own Bitcoins. So for this case, we don't need any regulation to work. And this is perfect for Bank of Spain because we are solving the problem without the need of a new regulation. Okay, so you mentioned Bank Inter, B-A-N-K-I-N-T-E-R. Are there other banks you're working with there in Spain? Yeah, well, we are working with Bank Inter, who is one of our investors. Bank Inter is a Spanish bank. In the case of the banks, CoinFin allowed them for uh, offering Bitcoin services without touching in any way Bitcoin technology or Bitcoin itself. Really, banks uh, are very interested on all related about money. In the case of of Bitcoin, they are interested on, on Bitcoin. But Bitcoin is a very, very small market. We are talking about $7.2 billion of market, maybe. It's a very small market. And in the case in which banks uh, must need to fight with regulation to enter in on this market, they are not interested. But if you can provide them a solution to start to work, to explore the cryptocurrency ecosystem and being the first on offering, on creating uh, services, trying, uh, they are very, very interested. And this is what we are doing with some banks here in Spain, creating prototypes to work with them. And in the case of Bank Inter, they said, hey, I don't want only to be your client. I want to be your investor because we think that what you're creating is not only about Bitcoin. It's a new technology which allows to exchange value through internet. And Bitcoin allows you to send tokens to other person, Bank Inter said, hey, I don't want only to be your client, I want to be, in addition, your investor. Um, mm-hmm. We are working with uh, with other banks to close agreements in the same terms as we are doing with Bank Inter, to work with them, 
to allow them to explore the Bitcoin ecosystem, creating new services without touching any way Bitcoin technology or Bitcoin itself and being our investors in some case. Okay, so let's talk more about CoinFeen. What exactly is CoinFeen? From my reading, it sounds like CoinFeen is more than just an exchange, right? You can actually have a wallet right there on your desktop. Tell me more about CoinFeen. When we are talking about CoinFeen, we are talking about two different things. The first one is the protocol. We have created a protocol which allows you to exchange value through internet without a third party. That's it. This is what the protocol allows you. Now, so you're saying that this is not using the Bitcoin protocol. It's a a whole new protocol is that right yeah that's it we're using game theory uh, to solve this problem to exchange bitcoins for example or any other cryptocurrency or that thing that can be baked uh, by our protocol through internet without a third trusted party without a third trusted party yeah and in the second place when we are talking about coinfin we are talking about the application the desktop application which use this protocol and is like BitTorrent for your bitcoins it's a desktop application which use your payment processor api or in the future your bank account api to move dollars between users to perform payments automatically payments to other users in return by bitcoins which are transferred outside the bank in a peer-to-peer -peer way because CoinFin, the desktop application, uh, is like a wallet. It's open source, by mm -hmm. the way. Okay. The difference with other peer-to-peer -peer exchange or, or any other application is uh, CoinFin is offering you the same user experience that you have in traditional exchange, like, for example, Bitstamp. Mm -hmm. And it's automatically. We don't have any entity like an arbitrator or something like that. Any trusted third party or any other uh, trusted party. So no trusted third party, no intermediaries, no arbitrators, nothing. Yeah, that's okay. it. Uh, like a traditional exchange with less fees, keeping your money in your home bank, in the bank that you know, and keeping your Bitcoins in your own. You uh, always, of course, can choose a third-party wallet, but uh, CoinFin allows you to, to decide it to keep your own bitcoins and to keep your money in your home bank. Okay, so a desktop application would allow you to keep your CoinFiend Bitcoin wallet, is that right? Yeah, that's it. I assume that would work with any operating system? Yes, we are multi-platform. You can install in Mac, Windows or Linux. Okay, that's great. So someone has that desktop application, and that basically is their CoinFeen wallet, right? And then let's say that they want to do an exchange. They want to buy some Bitcoin or they want to sell some Bitcoin through CoinFeen. What is the process? How do they start? And do they have to tie it to their bank account? When you open an order in the market, in the CoinFin market, mm -hmm. uh, really you are uh, working in a peer-to-peer -peer way in uh, automatically with other users. And all of this uh, works in an automatically way, but I'm going to describe it. Okay. Uh, you put a small deposit of Bitcoin, small amount of 2 euros. This is uh, how the mathematical algorithm works. Uh, it's based on deposit to incentivize the participants to moving forward. All of this is automatic. All of this is designed because we need to, to mitigate when one uh, user tries to cheat to the other. This is going to make sure to mitigate any type of fraud that could go on or anyone trying to cheat anyone else. Yeah, that's it. Even when we haven't any trusted third party. 
Okay, so let's say that I have the desktop application right now on my Mac and I am ready to go to CoinFiend and do a little bit of trading. First, I have to make that small deposit that you mentioned, right? And then I have to give the credentials for my OKPay account, which will later on be uh, my bank account. Is that right? Well, when you download this application and you have installed it, uh, you just need to provide your OKPay, in this case, uh, credentials. And that's it. Uh, well, you need a, a small amount of Bitcoins, of, for example, two euros to buy Bitcoins. That's it. You just need to provide your OkiPay account or in the future, your bank account credentials. And CoinFin use your credentials to send automatically payments to other users in return by Bitcoins. All happens in an automatically way. Well, it all happens automatically. So you need to have an OK Pay account at this point that is funded, euros or US dollars or whatever. Once you have that funded, then you can go to CoinFeam and you can buy and sell Bitcoin. Yes, you need an OK Pay account right now. OK Pay is a payment processor like PayPal or the Wola or any other. Mm -hmm. And yes, for our first implementation, we are using payment processors like OKPay. In the future, we want to use bank accounts directly to provide the money to exchange to buy or sell Bitcoins. But right now, for our first implementation, we are using OKPay, which is a popular payment processor which is used uh, worldwide. Right. OK, pay is very popular. So in the future, someone could use their bank account. But here's what I don't understand. You have OK, pay or you have your bank account. Those are centralized entities. I'm just trying to figure out how if you wanted to have a completely anonymous experience of buying and selling bitcoins on an exchange, but you have to have your funding coming from OK, pay or your funding coming from a bank account. How is that still anonymous for users? Yeah, we are using fiat money, euros, dollars, and uh, we cannot avoid the properties of this kind of money. You need a bank account or a payment processor account to manage this kind of money. The anonymous uh, properties from CoinFin here comes from, for example, to exchange uh, bitcoins in return by euros because when you see your uh, transfers, uh, your details in, in, your, in your account in OkiPay, you can see transfers to other users, but you cannot relate these transfers with a Bitcoin purchase. This is, this is the anonymous property that I said. You can, uh, OkiPay, for example, can see many transfers from one user to another, but uh, it's not related with a Bitcoin purchase. I see. So OKPay would be able to see the transactions, fiat currency coming in and going out, but OKPay would not be able to see anything that's going on actually in the exchange of CoinFiend. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. So Bankinter, how do they know that some of your customers are not, let's say, laundering money, right? If the bank cannot see what's going on with OKPay or if the bank cannot see what's going on with someone else's bank account, my bank account, let's say. How do they know that that is actually legitimate? Just, you know, transaction to buy or to sell Bitcoin. How do they know that's not part of some money laundering scheme? They don't need to know it. And it's perfect for the regulators for Bank of Spain. This is perfect because the banks need to identify to their users. And when you are moving money, you are identified by your bank. And they don't know if you are buying shoes uh, through eBay or if you are buying Bitcoin. Well, I agree that they don't need to know it. But, you know, that seems like it's a big sticking point here in the United States where banks have found out that a company is doing something with Bitcoin. 
right? The bank wasn't seeing Bitcoin come into their accounts, obviously, because banks don't have Bitcoin wallets, but the bank was seeing these transactions. Then they find out, oh, these have something to do with Bitcoin, and then they shut down, they close down the person's account because they say, no, we don't want to have anything to do with any company that's dealing with Bitcoin, whether it's an exchange or just a company that accepts Bitcoin. We've seen that all over the world, in fact, with banks backing out of deals or banks backing away from companies that are dealing with Bitcoin. So you have no problems with that in Spain, is that right? Yeah, that's it. It's very interesting for banks because this technology allows banks to explore the Bitcoin ecosystem right now. As I said, it's not a very interesting market in terms of revenue because it's a small market, but it's a very interesting market to explore, to create new services, new technologies, new things right. using the CoinFin technology. In terms of potential, the banks are very interested in the potential of what this can mean in terms of smart property and smart contracts and all of that. That makes sense. I mean, banks are starting to realize, wow, this technology, this Bitcoin protocol and these other similar protocols, these open source, decentralized systems, platforms, they are the future. I think banks are starting to recognize that. So Bank Inter there in Spain, if I'm on CoinFeen buying and selling Bitcoin, can Bank Inter, can they see the money that I'm putting in and that I'm taking out in terms of buying and selling Bitcoin? We are defining, closing the, the details to develop a prototype with them. But right now we are working with OKPay and we are not ready right now. We plan to launch CoinFin in the second or third month of 2015. Mm -hmm. And in the future, you know, the banks work in a slow way. Maybe at the middle of the next year, maybe we will see an integration with some banks here in Spain. We are talking with many of them. And Bank Inter uh, probably will be the first. They are investing in us because they want to support CoinFin and they are very interested in our technology. So probably we will see an integration from CoinFin with banks in the near future. I see. So integrating with the banks in the future, you know, it almost sounds like you all are getting the banks uh, accustomed to or familiar with or acclimated to the idea of using digital currencies. And uh, that sounds... Uh, that sounds pretty positive. Maybe you should come do that here in the U.S. I think we could use your help here. <laughs> you are training the banks, right? We are turning banks and payment processors into Bitcoin exchanges. And our protocol allows you also to buy or sell in the future financial products like derivatives. The more natural way to do it is use your home bank to keep your money in your home bank and turn the bank into a Bitcoin exchange or allow them to enter in this market. And this is what CoinFin technology allowed to them. Okay, so you're concentrating on Bitcoin right now. So do you think in the future that you would be incorporating and allowing the buying and selling of other digital currencies, of alt currencies there on CoinFin? Maybe in the future, but right now we are focused on offer support for Bitcoin. I, I think that Bitcoin is the, the most popular cryptocurrency. And maybe in the future, we will be more interested on offer support, for example, for derivatives before other cryptocurrencies. I see. Our protocol allows not only to exchange cryptocurrencies, also to exchange uh, derivatives, contract by difference, and many others. And it's uh, maybe more interesting than offer, for example, uh, 
support for other cryptocurrencies. Let me ask you, so you came up with a protocol that's different from the Bitcoin protocol, and I assume that was so that you could do other sorts of trades. Why did you all choose to create your own protocol instead of just utilizing the Bitcoin protocol in some way? CoinFin protocol use the Bitcoin protocol in some ways. We are using the Bitcoin protocol to provide deposits with some properties, special properties. But the CoinFin protocol solves a different problem. The Bitcoin protocol allows you to send Bitcoins to other person without a trusted third party. Mm -hmm. And the CoinFin protocol is different than the Bitcoin protocol. Bitcoin protocol allows you to send uh, tokens or money through internet without a trusted third party. Mm -hmm. But uh, CoinFin protocol solves uh, other different problems. CoinFin protocol solves the problem of exchange uh, value through internet. So the CoinFin protocol allows people to exchange value through the internet, and it's based on game theory, is that right? We are using a mathematical protocol based on game theory to solve it. It's a different problem. I see. And does the CoinFin protocol utilize some sort of proof of work or proof of stake? Not really. We are using a mathematical protocol which use deposits to incentivize the users to moving forward in exchange. So the deposits are actually incentivizing the users not to cheat and to be fair and to avoid fraud. Yeah, that's it. Avoiding the fraud or avoiding the, the any any problem during the exchange. Okay, so CoinFin is who? How many people? There's you and how many other uh, developers? Uh, we come from companies like, for example, Microsoft, uh, Telefonica R&D, in my case, Sony Entertainment. In my case, for example, I was working for the Supreme Court here in Spain for the Spanish government. After that, I was working for uh, Sony Entertainment. This is the team. We are four developers and me. <laughs> I am a developer turned into a CEO. A developer turned into a CEO. Okay, so there's four of you, right? Yeah, that's it. We have four four guys. Okay, and so CoinFin was the first company funded using Bitcoin as social capital. In reading about CoinFin, I read that you were able to appeal to the government and say, look, Bitcoin is not digital like a digital book, right? Because Bitcoin can be stolen. Therefore, if Bitcoin can be stolen, it's something that we can use as a currency or it's something that we can use for social funding to get our company off the ground. And it sounds to me like there in Spain, the regulators bought it and the regulators allowed you to fund your company and to get the company started using Bitcoin. What else can I say but bravo, bravo. Spain is the only one place in the world in which you can use bitcoins to invest in companies, keeping your rights as investor. Um, this was a legal strong demonstration from our team to show how we can work with regulators in a close way and to work with many other authorities here in Spain. It's very important to start to work with entities like banks, for example. I see. So in Spain, bitcoin is considered what? Is it considered currency? Is it considered real property, commodity? What does the Spanish government consider Bitcoin? How do they define Bitcoin according to the tax collecting body there in Spain? I don't know what it's called here in the United States. Of course, it's called the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS. 
And of course, they're very concerned with Bitcoin, calling it real property, because if anybody sells Bitcoin, they want a little piece of that pie, right? So how is the Spanish government defining Bitcoin? It really is working like a commodity. You can uh, keep Bitcoins, for example, and it's like to keep to, to have a car, for example, or any other uh, real thing. You can transfer it to other person and you must pay taxes. Okay, so yeah, Bitcoin is taxed there. So basically you're telling me the Spanish government has decided that we're going to allow people to fund companies using Bitcoin, just like we would allow people to fund companies using some kind of commodity or something like that, or some kind of real property, I suppose, right? Yeah, that's it. And this is very important because before our constitution, Bitcoin was not considered a real object. And no, it's a real object and you can use it to invest in companies and use it to many other things. I see. And you're referring to your constitution. Now, what constitution is that that you're referring to? The creation of the company. Okay. All right. The creation of the company. So you were, your company was the one that, I guess, lobbied with your government and lobbied with the government bodies, the financial bodies there in Spain and said, hey, we think that we ought to be able to fund this company to get crowdfunding or however you did it using bitcoin and then you had to fight a fight did you have to go have a legal battle did you have people going there to the government and talking with them how did that work yeah that's it we was talking with regulators and with some lawyers and yes we was able to push to regulators for accepting our creation the creation of our company using bitcoins and social capital with success so are you the first company there in spain that was funded using Bitcoin? There is no other company right now funded using Bitcoins. You're the first one? Yeah, I think that we was the first in the world. I see, the first company in the world to be funded using Bitcoins, by Bitcoins. Yes, that's it. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, you know, it would be nice if other governments were that uh, lenient, were that uh, easy, uh, were that uh, open to Bitcoin and funding with Bitcoin. I think we have now some ability here in the U.S. to contribute to political campaigns using Bitcoin. Regulators here have not uh, given a definitive answer as to how uh, freely people are going to be able to use Bitcoin here uh, for funding and other things. But uh, it sounds to me like there in Spain, it's... Uh, it's all going pretty well when it comes to the regulators, right? Are you pretty happy there with the regulators in Spain? Yes, in Spain there there is or there are uh, many initiatives to use Bitcoin, for example, uh, to uh, provide uh, uh, funding to the to the politics or or many other initiatives, and it match perfectly with our law. After our our creation, the creation of our company, uh, this matched perfectly with law because Bitcoin is now a real object, and you can use to, for example, for example, donate uh, to to other initiatives or or companies, mm -hmm. and yes, uh, here is working uh, normally. I see. So as far as KYC in here, that's called know your customer rules, right? Regulations. What do you all have in place with CoinFeen that would allow regulators, if they want to see who is trading on CoinFeen, 
if they want to see this person's name or this person's address or this person's bank account, is that information that you can provide to the government if they subpoenaed you, if they said, we need this information because we think that maybe this person is doing something illegal? Is that information that you, CoinFeed, can provide for the government? No, not really, because we are not a service provider. We just provide the technology which allows you to exchange bitcoins in region by euros. I see. I guess if there were large amounts of money that were being transferred, that that would raise an alarm? Yeah, probably if you transfer large amount of money, you must provide any information, additional information. But this is not a problem. We want to offer experience like in a traditional exchange, but using your own bank account to turn banks into Bitcoin exchange. So, well, uh, if you move uh, large amounts of money using an exchange or a traditional exchange like Bitstamp or whatever, uh, maybe it uh, will be even more complicated than uh, than if you are using uh, your home bank. Yes. So yes, if you are moving large amounts of money, probably you will need to provide more information or explanations. Okay, so CoinFeen is going to be live coming up here, what, in a couple of months? In a couple of months, probably. As I said, yes, we are providing a private alpha version which used fake euros and fake bitcoins to try. Mm -hmm. And we are uh, offering a small reward to the users that are trying the application. And we will launch the application in the first months of this year, of 2015, mm -hmm. probably in the second or the third month. Uh, we will see an open version, beta version, which will work with fake euros and fake bitcoins to try. This is because uh, when we are talking about to manage money, we cannot to talk about a beta version because it's very serious. So we will provide a first version which will be working with fake euros and fake bitcoins to understand what is the value that we are offering and how it works. And mm -hmm. after that, we will provide integration probably with some, with many other payment processors or even banks like Bank Inter. We will provide a, a full version working with real euros and real bitcoins. I see. So for right now, you're getting ready to launch the alpha version or, or you are in the alpha version right now. Yes. You're in the alpha version now. How can people, if they want to be a part of the alpha testing and earn a little bit of, I guess, earn a little bit of Bitcoin, right? How can they do that? How can they take part in that? And how much Bitcoin can they earn? Just a small amount, but how much? It's very easy. You just need to tweet uh, a message with the tag, uh, the hashtag uh, CoinFin user. And we take note of your user to send you an invitation as soon as we release more places to try the application. So if you can, tell my listeners exactly where they need to go to take part in this. You just need to tweet with the hashtag CoinFeenUser. Okay, hashtag CoinFeenUser, right? And CoinFeen is C-O-I-N-F-F-E-I-N-E, -E, user. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's pretty easy. And then CoinFeen will send a message and they will tell you how you can take part in this alpha testing. Is that right? Yeah, as soon as we need uh, more users right. to try opening new accounts, new uh, invitations, mm -hmm. you'll receive uh, an invitation from our account. All right. Well, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners about CoinFeen? Um, yes, uh, we will be on New York uh, from uh, 10 to 
20 of January. I expect to be there on the Bitcoin New York Center. So anyone that will be interested to know more about CoinFin is uh, welcomed. So CoinFin will be there in New York at the Bitcoin Center right there on Wall Street, January 10th through 20th. Is that right? Yes, that's it. That's great. You'll be answering questions about CoinFin. It's an opportunity to see in action our application and what we are doing. Okay. And are you going to have anything like t-shirts to pass out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Okay. And bumper stickers and little pins. People like little pins. <laughs> okay. So, Alberto, if you would, por favor, please give our Spanish-speaking listeners some final information about CoinFeed. Yes, sir. En España también estamos haciendo cosas interesantes. Espero veros a todos en Nueva York eh, en enero. Y, y bueno, hasta aquí me despido. Eh, from Spain to the blockchain. Gracias a todos. Ah, from Spain to the blockchain. I like it, man. All right, this has been a conversation with Alberto Gomez Toribio in Madrid, Spain. Alberto, thank you so much for being on Bitcoins and Gravy. Thank you to you. Thank you very much. And Alberto, you are the CEO of CoinFeed. Alberto, tell us one more time the best way to get in touch with you. You can keep in touch with CoinFeed in our Twitter. CoinFeed, uh, my nickname in all social networks is my mail. Go to alberto at coinfin.com and go to Alberto is my nickname on Twitter. That's great. Alberto, thank you so much for being on Bitcoins and Gravy. All the best to you with CoinFeed, and we'll be looking forward to that alpha and beta testing and then doing a little bit of trading online anonymously using CoinFeed. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Take care. Bye. Bye. You know, I try to keep up with what's going on around the world, but it is a rather large world, so it's not easy to do. Anyway, read an article last month on CCN written by writer Nuno Edgar Fernandez. Hope I got that right, Senor Fernandez. And he writes, A report released by El Confidencial discloses that the Spanish National Treasury has chosen to define Bitcoin as a convertible virtual currency. I love that. Can you imagine Bitcoin driving around in a convertible? as a convertible virtual currency that can be exchanged between users and also can be converted into euros, dollars, or other currencies, either fiat or crypto. The report gives Bitcoin a status of money with VAT, that's value-added tax, exemption, which is cool. The Spanish Treasury does not explicitly endorse Bitcoin as money for all products and services in the wider economy, but treats it as money when the currency is exchanged. So that's really cool. Sounds like they're a little bit a little bit ahead of where we are here in the U.S. So let me give a shout out here to uh, regulators and lawmakers here in the U.S. Hey, guys, come on. Spain is ahead of us. Let's <laughs> let's pull it together here, guys. Come on. Uh, remove the heads from where they're not supposed to be and put on your thinking caps. And uh, let's move this train forward, folks. I know that it may sound absurd, but I have for you a magic word, and today the magic word is sanctuary, S-A-N-C-T-U-A-R-Y, sanctuary, as in the sentence, in my dream last night, I was living and working at a sanctuary called Creature Conduit Sanctuary. When I woke up, I was sad not to be there. Sanctuary. Imagine a village deep in a forest, 
a home of sorts for engineers and artists, where permaculture permeates enduring efficiency. Kugel culture, a food forest, climate-controlled aquaponic gardening, rainwater harvesting, natural clean electricity, and energy-efficient disaster-resistant dome-shaped buildings. Yet plenty of technology, gadgets, computers, networking, cryptocurrency. Imagine art, nature, technology in harmony at Creature Conduit Sanctuary. Sanctuary for Creativity. I'd like to thank my guest on today's show, Alberto Toribio, the CEO of CoinFiend. Remember, friends, Alberto will be there in the Big Apple, New York City, this January 10th through 20th. Stop by the Bitcoin Center at 40 Broad Street, New York, New York, or call them at 917-515-5355. Always something good going on there in New York City at the Bitcoin Center. Now climb aboard, y'all. This train is bound for glory. And there's plenty of room for all. Well, Satoshi Nakamoto, that's a name I love to say. And we don't know much about him, but he came to save the day. When he wrote about the way things are and the way things are to be, he gave us all a protocol this world had never seen. A Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain. A Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain. Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. told about the death of old Mount Gox, about traders trading altar coins and miners mining blocks. But them good old boys back in Illinois and on down through Tennessee, see they don't care to be a millionaire, they're just wanting to be free. Oh Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain, oh Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, gonna rain, till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. A promise to deliver us from age-old tyranny A Bitcoin as you're going into the old blockchain A Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, gonna rain Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your Give me some exposure Everybody knows your name, sing it Oh Lord, pass me some more Oh Lord, before I have to go Oh Lord, pass me some more Oh Lord, before I have to go
Thank you, East Nashville. Y'all be good to each other out there, you hear? And now, an important question for all you small business owners and startups out there. Do you have a business that needs more exposure? Do you want to increase your customer base and increase your profits? Here's something to think about for your business. This podcast you're listening to right now, Bitcoins and Gravy, has over 10,000 weekly listeners and is heard each week in over 30 different countries around the world. The Bitcoin sphere is expanding exponentially, and Bitcoins and Gravy is expanding in pace with this relatively new technology. So as our listener base grows, so does the potential for your business to reach more and more customers here in North America, South America, Europe, Asia, and around the globe. To find out how to advertise on Bitcoins and Gravy, just email me at the following address, howdy at bitcoinsandgravy.com. That's howdy, H-O-W-D-Y, howdy at bitcoinsandgravy.com. I can produce for you a high-quality 30-second spot or a one-minute spot for your business right here at the Treehouse Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. The cost of these ads is very affordable, and because everyone knows I'm a nice guy, I am always willing to work with your budget. Creative advertising strategies and packages are available. Listen, advertising does work. Otherwise, people wouldn't do it, right? Do something nice for your business by pushing it forward and taking it to the next level. If you've enjoyed the show today, please take a minute to leave a comment on Let's Talk Bitcoin in the comments section right there below the show notes. You can also leave a message on SoundCloud or do the old-fashioned thing and send me an email. And of course, Bitcoin and Litecoin tips are always appreciated by the hardworking writers and podcasters in the Bitcoin world. Many of us work as volunteers and sure could use those tips. You can send me $5 or $0.05 and I will be just as happy knowing that this podcast put a smile on your face or made your day a little bit better. Signing off now from East Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, John Barrett, with my trusty companion, Maxwell, by my side. Say goodbye, Maxwell. Y'all be good to each other out there now, and remember, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing.